morning, boys and girls. Today, we'll be learning all about... Doll Crayon. right we are back we are the dull crayons i'm your loyal dullard gabriel zuger i am joined today by faithful dullard on the pod tony from the bronx it's been a minute tony from the bronx Feels is good. back in the house it's Feels been good. A, it's been a hot minute here in the city but he's hey, back i'm back welcome back i'm ready for today this is gonna be a good one we've got a good one today oh. we've got a lot to talk about today and and i'm happy to have you on Especially for one like this today, because um, in the in the you know the famous motif of Sesame Street, you know the letter of the day today is P, P for pardon. Oh yeah. Dull crayons are going to be handing out pardons like motherfucking candy, as though we were the president of the goddamn United States. Hashtag Oprah, baby. So it's all about pardons and who deserves a dull crayons pardon, and and who not. And you know what? This this may become a yearly thing. I love right. it. This may Tradition. become a yearly thing because we, we often have cases of of teachers or administrators being, you know, both fairly and unfairly sort of judged in the court of public opinion. So yeah. I think we should have final say on these things. Oh, we've experienced who's judged yeah. and who's not judged, please, right? Please. I take your word. You know that. Right. Exactly. As you take mine. Of course. And of course of it course. helps to have some good drinks with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good, feeling loose. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. You know, you want you want your juries to really feel excited and interested in the stories and how else to compel them but to offer them a little licks, you I know, appreciate get them it. loosened up. I appreciate it. So, here we are, judge, jury and executioner. Uh, I'm I'm judge Judy. You can be Judge Mills Lane. Yeah. I, I actually don't care. mind being the bird, you know, the security guard that's judging his, what's his name, the oh. bailiff. Oh, the bailiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be bird. Yeah, I'm cool with that. That yeah, guy, yeah. the dude's the man. That guy is the dude. Yes. <laughs> I'm, like, well, I'm your muscle. I'm your muscle. He's, he's the Robin to uh, to Howard Stern, right? I yes. mean, he, yeah. right? You you always have to have. I'm cool with that. You always have to have a go-to, right? That's right. You always have to have a sidekick. I could have gone with Robin and Batman, but, you know, I chose not to. I like I like Judy and Bird. We're good with this. Judy My knuckles are born this way for a reason. I got you back, kid. Um, so our first story today that we're going to be talking about is actually fresh. This is hot off the presses, breaking motherfucking news by one of our favorites, the New York Post. Love it. I'm so pumped. We love this. the Post. Now, so unfortunately, it's so bad. This one, <laughs> this one doesn't have a punny title. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a shame when you don't have a punny title, but they make up for it with a punny first line. So I think I'm actually going to skip... I'm gonna skip yeah, the headline. That's fine. You know, because that that shit's written by fucking editors anyway. That's not that's not what the journalists wanted. And this is this is some beautiful journalism oh, by honor, uh, honor by Salim Alger and Carl Campanile. They they it. really got this done. June tenth, two thousand eighteen, from the New York Post. These Big Apple educators are rotten to the core, teaching their students to cheat their way to success. Now, you can tell they really wanted that to be the headline. Well, that's a hitter right there. That's the headline. That's I, they, they went with this whole other thing about records revealing, boo, I'm already falling asleep. Records reveal, who gives a fucking shit? That's like opening with, oh, you know, great. Hillary's email server. Yeah. I'm not reading it. I'm already done. But anyway, it goes on to say, 
Records obtained by the Post after a two-year legal fight revealed that dozens of public school teachers, principals, and other staffers were found guilty of helping students scam their way to advancement in, in, uh, in city Department of Education tests during the school years from 2013 to 2015. The cases of wrongdoing substantiated by the DOE's Office of Special Investigations uh, this is the SVU now. Love this it. is the DOE's SVU. Who even knew they had their own SVU? Detective Staple. <laughs> He's ready to go. Detective Staple <laughs> and Marishka Paperclip oh, are here wait. for it. Um, so the special investigations uh, to be spelled out by the Post this week include educators who gave students answers to the exam questions, provided students test materials in advance, fixed or inflated grades, and helped students cheat to cover up not having been taught the concepts in class. Let's take a break there to discuss. This is a heavy one. I like it. They've got a lot of angles that they're, yeah. they're taking on this. Yeah. So, you know, it, it feels like they're on solid ground so far, right? They're, they're really yeah. covering their bases in terms of the level of scamming that's going yes. on here, according to them. Can we, can we just take a step back for a second? Let's paint the setting. Okay. We're talking about public school? Yes. New York City? Yes. Okay. The largest public school system in the world. Yeah. And how, help me with this. And we're, we're talking about dozens, they, their, their, their words here, Yeah. Um, dozens of public school teachers, principals, and other staffers. Yeah, so it's not other one staffers, educator in this. Other staffers, by the way, includes the janitor, yeah. the grounds people, yeah. the people that make copies in the office, There's a lot of the unpaid on the interns. Sure. I mean, like that's that's casting a really broad Absolutely. net. My 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 main question is: Let's think about this carefully. We are talking about public school system in New York City. How are public school educators judged upon? What are the, what, what are the really main base things that we look at when we look at a successful public school educator? Well, well, Tony, we we have high stakes testing. High stakes testing. Yeah, that means that that means that you're evaluated based on how your students do on their state standardized tests in ELA, math, and other concepts. So it sounds like there's an incredible amount of pressure for your students to be able to perform well. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's your ass on the line. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think that More would be less. an accurate depiction. Okay. Yes. And so we have a case here in this school where there are many staffers, educators, who are doing things to twist it so that it goes towards their benefit to make sure that their ass is covered and make sure right. that they can stay there and be successful. Right. But also, also, I'm, I'm going to stop you there before Please. you even make your point. Because oh, yeah. also, this is there's so much spin involved mm -hmm. already. And we're not even into the heart of the article. No, no. But already, they're, they're spinning this that this is some malicious thing mm -hmm. in order to pad the stats or push kids along, and then later on they're gonna make the point, they're gonna say, but what about the children? Because you gotta have the but what about the children statement in there, sure. which is all they're doing is failing these kids because later on it only gets harder. And mm. I think the point that, that that's gonna really come across is that it's already too hard. Too hard, exactly. Which I is why these teachers, staffers, and administrators are having to pad the stats at all. Because you yeah. and I will acknowledge that on some level, this is without question going on. Oh, yes, 1,000. I mean, teach the test. 
have you uh, teach to the test is one thing, but I mean you're given you're given test packets in order yeah, to but that's, practice. That's your test base packets. curriculum piece, right there. But that's your base curriculum piece. But have you yourself ever experienced being uh, in a classroom as a student and being given an answer to a test, or even being even having a teacher look at a quiz that you're taking and saying, "Tony, that one's wrong. Check number eight again." Has that ever happened to you? One time in my career, I remember I must have been in ninth or tenth grade. I was in a science class, and I want to say it was either some sort of evolution class or maybe earth sciences class. And it was an older educator who had told us that he was going to give us a quiz on Thursday. Mm -hmm. This was a few days before. I want to say it was a Tuesday, Thursday class. And in Tuesday, we had exactly the ten questions that would be on the test sure. with the answers on Tuesday. Sure. And it was his job to say, my goal isn't what really the score to give you the grade of an A or an F to make sure that you leave my room knowing that these are the 10 things I really want you to take away from. Right. That was it. Right. But he wasn't being viewed upon as, well, if they fail this, it's your ass on the line. Right. I, and, and, and I think that that's what I'm saying is, is whether or not these are happening on, on the state standardized tests, on the high stakes tests, this is, without a doubt, common practice. Yes. Right? Yes. That you prepare students for what it is they are going to be taking. And I, I can recall being taking, uh, I, I can't recall it on standardized tests, so I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not going to make that claim. Sure. But I can recall taking tests and quizzes in school, in middle school even, and a teacher saying to me, that's not the answer. Yes, Or I even agree. even in my Spanish, in my middle school Spanish class, raising my hand and asking Mr. Zarate, because I, I was so fucking bad at Spanish, mm-hmm. and he fucking knew it, and he had merciful pity on me, asking him, like, what is this question even asking? Sure. And he basically pointed to the line and, you know, said to me, you know, doctor. Yeah. You know, like yeah. told me the yeah. answer because I needed it. That was your it necessary scaffold from your I educator. needed it. Yeah. And like he recognized that. And I view that as sympathy and pity. And never would I admit that it like taught me that cheating is the right thing to do. Yeah. Or that like I am, you know, it never gave me some sense of inflated ego about my, you know, remedial Spanish skills. No, but I imagine that it also gave you. Uh, the ability to look at your teacher through a different lens because it seemed like he had your back in that sense and he wasn't going to try to deflate you and your confidence, which is probably already low. Absolutely. And so in this case, when you have a whole classroom or multiple classrooms that are basically given the answers to the exams or at least some questions given the answers to, I don't want to say the whole test now, but enough, you know, it does bring up a feeling of, okay, well, what what exactly is happening here? Who's overseeing all this? But clearly... It starts at the top, in my opinion. So I want to move. I want to move on yeah. into the post. Uh, the post further slant of this story. Well, I love it. They go on to say cheating and grade inflation move students along, but hurt them in the long run because they struggle to master more challenging material in subsequent years. Studies show. First of all, you don't need a study to show that, and you didn't cite a study, yeah. so studies don't show that. Post, you fake news. Yeah, studies show that the post news. is just. I read, you know what, uh, Tony, I read in the New York Times that the Post sucks fat dick. Really? I read that. I read wow. it in a newspaper, so it must be true. Fat dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat dick. The entire Not just dick, thing. Fat dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way. Like a chode. All the way to the back. Oh, my God. Okay. 
That's what happened at PS116 in Bushwick, Brooklyn, a school where only 21% passed the state ELA exam last year and 33% passed the math test. Now, wait a second. Those are pretty decent numbers yeah. by my estimation yeah. of New York City standards. You can go on to every single public school's website in the city and look up their last year's state tests. I've done this. You can look up their tests. You, have, you can you. also look up there's there's so much information out there. If 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 nothing else, wow. the city is getting it done in a big way as far as their like polling goes and surveying yeah. and 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 their and the and the transparency of statistics. Yeah. So I know those are decent numbers. Sure. I mean obviously nobody's writing home about twenty one percent, but that's not even a school in danger of closing no. right now. No. Not even close. And 33% past the math? What sort of backwards school is that where the math is higher than the ELA? Yeah, it's weird. Those teachers are getting it fucking done. Those teachers yeah. need commendations. <laughs> Regardless of what happened to them earlier on in their careers. 33%. I'm not entirely sure I've heard of the math numbers being Patrick Ewing's number. <laughs> so I'm impressed with that. Um yeah, it's it's but it goes back to what you were saying earlier in the sense where why why even go to this extent when you know you're working in New York City and you know the numbers themselves aren't necessarily the greatest yet we're revealing who we are as a a city and city education and we're doing the best we can while we're still being viewed upon as well what are your scores but it doesn't sound like the school is being threatened to close in any way. Nope. So what's the point? I, I really don't have any idea. What I would love to know which members of the community, the faculty and the staff, were involved. Are we talking heads? Are we talking admins? Are we talking superintendent? I would love. I would love to know. So we don't. We don't know. We don't know yeah. based on the post's reporting how far up this goes. Absolutely. We don't even know who reported this. Frankly, like, was this a concerned parent that brought Possibly. this to their attention? We're not sure. We just know the post is running with it. But the post is running with it, and the post also has their scapegoat. They've found they've found the guy that they want to blame all cheating in New York City on, and his name is he goes he's a fourth grade teacher who goes by Joshua Levine. Apparently, Joshua Levine, according to the post, gave them answers to exam questions the year before. These are from fifth graders, according to an April twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen probe by the OSI. The, the OSI, mm -hmm. I believe, is a spy organization, uh, similar to the Pinkertons, maybe. Um, the teacher said the students were very specific about the questions and assistance Levine provided. Uh, the students testified, in, in what, a court of law? Yeah. That Levine provided them answers to the fourth grade math exam after admitting he hadn't even taught them some of the material. It goes on and on, and then later they get to they. We really see why the um, why the post has harped in on him. Um, but Levine, a 38 year old tenured teacher who makes ninety one thousand dollars a year, was treated with kid gloves. He received counseling instead of punishment for his misconduct, and still teaches at PS one sixteen, and has even served on the school leadership team. Records show. Reached at his home, Levine told a post reporter, "How did you find that out?" <laughs> that's all. That's all he said. Because then, after they went on, he just hung up on them. But how did you find out? They they wanna they wanna skew as incriminating. But I think you could say, "Well, how did how you did find you that out?" But there's also a way of saying like, 
how did you find that out? Yeah. Who are you talking to? I'm genuinely curious. I love your post. It's great. I love it. It's great. Uh, Joshua so, Levine, if you're out there listening, please hit us up. I mean, really, they're please. they're they're totally please. they're they're smearing this guy uh, again because he's tenured and thirty eight and makes 91? more money what than 91? they do. Right, ninety one thousand. Yeah. Hey, listen. I mean, that's good for a public public, public yeah, 38, servant. Thirty eight year old. Thirty eight. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you now, I would swipe right on Joshua Levine in a second. Right? Very dateable. Yep. Eligible bachelor by all post uh, yeah. standards. Served as far in the leadership board. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen. Oh, yeah. He's got aspirations. All right, listen. You know what? Power is sexy, Tony. Power all, is sexy. I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm all about it. And he's got the power. He's got the power to move kids up. That's right. Pull kids back. And he's, and dealing, he's using it. He's dealing with fourth graders, too. Think about that. <laughs> This guy's basically the Thanos oh. of PS116. Hey. He's just snapping his hey. fingers and kids are disappearing from his Love class it. and winding up in another one. He does a really good job of pissing off fifth grade teachers. They hate him. They hate him. Yeah. They, yeah, they think they think kids are skating in his class. Now, again, you, you put it on me earlier as to why we think this is happening. And I, I do believe that this is a factor of the high stakes testing. Sure. But why do you think it is then... Tony, that that even even by um, even by Joshua Levine's uh, sentiment, sure. that there that there are things that he can't teach in a school year, and yet are still showing up on the high stakes tests. Well, that's the issue. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, listen, let's be real. The tests that these children are taking, most of these questions are not relevant. They mean nothing to the kids that are taking them. And quite frankly, probably most of these educators, I mean, a 38-year-old educator who's trying to give the answers to these questions that these kids have no clue what's going on, Right. we're talking about deep trouble. I don't know if you heard recently, but what I heard, I was just having this conversation earlier today, thinking about New York City, thinking about, you know, Bronx Science, Stuyvesant, Brooklyn Tech, all these schools, they're thinking about revamping their entrance exam. I do know about this, yes. Okay. And not to bring up testing in different schools, but my point is that a lot of it has to deal with the fact that what's on these exams does not really reflect upon who a child taking this exam is. Right. So whether they score an outrageous score in a good way or don't do so well in a bad way, does it really reflect upon the child? And we know that answer. We know that's simply just a number. We can think about all the exams that we've taken it's yeah. just been a number, and while it reflects how prepared we are for something, it doesn't necessarily tell us who we are. And so when I think back to Joshua Levine and all the attempts he's making to make sure that his $91,000 is maintained every single year and he's tenured and he's not going to get in trouble and he's on a leadership board, at the same time, he's been dealt a hand in which he signed contract to work in a public school system in New York City, knowing that every single year he's going to have to take this test with his students and make sure that they do fairly well. We're talking Patrick Ewing numbers, fine. Right. But in this case, it sounds like... We're not even lighting the court on fire. Well, that, that's my point, We're yeah. finger We're rolling it in. in. I We're mean, come on. I, I, feel, I feel for the guy. I do. I do. You know, I can't really attest to this because I never taught in a public school system with standardized testing there. But okay. I can tell you now, given an opportunity, I would make sure that my student or students left my classroom with a serious takeaway and that's to make sure that they understand what it takes to be able to be a good human being and understand that this test means nothing about who you they know, are as a person. You know, you know what's a funny fucking thing about this too? Is that 
you know, forgetting forgetting even what sort of stigma might be associated with being retained or mm-hmm. being held back, which is definitely on the table when we're talking about these standardized Absolutely. tests for students. Um, and, and setting aside the pressure that's put on teachers to make the grade, right, is students feel immense pressure around these tests. They do. Of course they do. Even if, even if there isn't anything on the table for them or anything explicit, because no teacher is out there going, by the way, kids, you could be held back if you don't do well on this, or I could lose my job if you don't do well on this. No teacher is ever explicitly no, putting those things put out there. Them. And yet, students know, students feel intuitively of course they do what is at stake and and that and that these things are going to be hard as you said they're not an actual reflection of who the student is or what they've learned or what they're capable of and so it's it's really an unfair thing to put on them and so these teachers are trying to give them every advantage so they don't come out of the test feeling like a piece of shit smashed i mean let's be real in this article, we're talking about fourth grade in particular, right? He was a fourth, yeah, grade, teacher. fourth grade teacher with his example. Yeah, that's a nine, ten year old. Yep. We're talking about a nine and ten year old here. Yeah. We can't be smashing hearts at nine and ten. I'm sorry. I know kids are a lot older than what their age dictates right now. We know this from society and social media and siblings and everything else. Well, nine, nine ten year olds not ready to be smashed in school, and then for the rest of their career, think back to the moment where, wow. I really don't have any value here whatsoever in a classroom setting. You know, nine and ten year olds still, on average, cry just openly ball three to four times a week. Of course, I read that in a study. I read that in a study, so I know that that's true. Not from the post. I can't cite where the study was done or or who held it, but we know for a fact that nine and ten year olds. It sounds like an old age. No, they it's not. are not old it's not. or mature at all. No. They cry over the littlest shit all the fucking time, and that's appropriate. I mean, in some schools, you're put, learning sex ed. Think about this: you're and learning to put about these, these fucking life. pressures yes. on them. Yeah, of course, they're going through a lot of shit at nine and ten year olds. Are you all kidding right. me? We're flipping. We are, but let's let's do this. We're flipping. Let's do it. Okay, so Joshua Levine. I was going to say a pardon. Man. Does, now, now Joshua Levine, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there before you before yeah. you give me before you give me your nod. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. I'm not going to pardon Joshua Levine. Yep. And here's why. Because yeah. I don't believe in frivolous pardons. Yeah. Joshua Levine has not received any punishment. The Post wants him punished. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm not going to give him a preemptive pardon. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to Dinesh D'Souza him here, yeah. right? Fucking guy was already out of jail. Yeah. We're giving him a, a re- retroactive pardon. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. So, Joshua Levine, stay golden pony boy. Yeah, you're, Keep you're, doing what you're doing. Yeah, uh, you're, you have the full DC Dulcran's backing. I support it. You're like Muhammad Ali's attorney. He, he doesn't need a pardon. He doesn't need a pardon. He's not doing anything wrong. We're good. He's not doing anything wrong. Okay, I'm with you. Now let's let's move on. Now this is this is one. Get get your tissues out there. Okay. Later on, you're gonna get your popcorn ready. Right now, get your tissue box let's ready. Do it. Okay. This comes to us from uh, WCPO in Cincinnati. And this is from uh, Newport, Kentucky. A principal admitted to giving some students extra time on a state test after he was suspended due to reports of irregularities in the administering of state standardized tests. It goes on. Newport Intermediate School Principal, so Newport Middle School Principal, Joshua Snap has been suspended for 10 days without pay pending an investigation, Newport Independent School District officials said. In a written statement, Snap said he gave nine students extra time on state tests. So he admits to giving students extra time. He owned it. He 
not cheating, right? Not 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 like giving them answers, not nope. providing them materials. Okay. He implied that the students faced other obstacles in their lives like homelessness, hunger, and abuse or neglect. So Joshua Snap made this is me ad libbing here. This is me editorializing. Joshua Snap made a judgment call. Joshua Snap, a principal, has worked his way up. He made a judgment call and said, these students have more going on in their lives than study. They have more going on in their lives than state tests. And I, again, I don't want to put the pressure on them and make them feel poorly if I can give them a day where they're not feeling down on themselves. If I can give them a day where they make it through a test and they can take that feeling going home before they have the shit smacked out of them by an abusive parent or before they go like dumpster diving for their next meal, I'm going to give them that day. Joshua Snap made that decision. Then this happened. He said, I make zero excuses. As a leader, I made the wrong choice. I have let down my family, students, staff, administration, and peers. Now, I mean, that feels like a forced statement. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to imply whether or not that was forced or not. You know, this, this uh, coming off of like Samantha B apologizing mm-hmm. for calling Ivanka Trump, Trump a cunt. Yeah. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't apologize. Sorry, I'm not sorry. If you, yeah, sorry, I'm not sorry. Exactly. Sorry, not sorry. If you did it and you have reason for doing it, fucking back that thing up. It's also like let's look, let's look at what we're talking about here. Being a decent human being. Yeah, that is what we're talking about. That is what we're talking and about. And you're now gonna backtrack and apologize because obviously being the principal of the school doesn't look very good for you to be giving some kids extra time and others not extra time. Yet the kids that you're giving extra time have so many things that they cannot control in their lives that are affecting them on a daily basis. Yet we have multiple people in just one week committing suicide based off of depression and everything else that's been going on in their lives, but yet we give a few kids extra time because of abuse or hunger or starvation or are you talking about homelessness? Come on. And by the way, it doesn't it doesn't allude to it here, but by extra time, I'm also assuming, nay, I'm hoping it wasn't just like I gave them 15 more minutes. No, I'm really assuming he chunk. gave them another hour and yeah, a half. Good. Because when the clock stopped, they were maybe a third of the way through the test. Because again, they might have fucking passed out sure. from starvation onto this thing. These kids have strikes against them already. You want to throw another strike <laughs> yeah. by just limiting the time that they have? I'm yeah. sorry, but I'm not for that. No. Yeah. No. No. Where is this again? This is in Kentucky, right? This is in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, it goes on. The staff at Newport Schools are dedicated and have a tremendous heart for those we serve, Snap said. I wish to protect them, our school, and most importantly, our students. My decision was rash, and I regret it. Don't regret it. Don't regret nothing. I do not regret giving my entire career for these kids. And I'll continue to make changes to grow, and I hope for the opportunity to continue to give them that same spirit, uh, to give that same spirit to students. I mean, really. I just... Commendable. Commendable, Joshua. You're fucking doing it. Yeah, you are giving your career for these kids, and and uh, we would not hang you out to dry for that, Joshua. Nope. You get a lifetime pardon, one hundred percent, from the doll crayons. Oh, any Joshuas out there? I mean, Joshuas are having a bad week. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> Seriously, 
Be careful. But I'm with you on this one. 100% backed up. Joshua, I got you. It's a tough tribe to be from right now. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Stick to your Daniels right now. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we are going to take a break right here. And when we come back, we have a special never-before-played game just for Tony from the Bronx. I'm shook. I'm sorry right now. I'm shook. We will see you on the other side. Good morning, boys and girls. Good morning, boys and girls. Good morning, boys and girls. And we are back. I am going to uh, tell you a little story, Anthony, before we lead into our next game. Love story time. Let's do uh, it. It's, it's game time. And, uh, and, and it's story time. Um, so, I was at a show a few months ago, okay, my, my cousin actually was performing a show, uh, so it was at sort of a jazz clubby place, right, sitting at tables, waitress comes out and takes her order, okay, not like a concert concert, and the waitress, I, I asked the waitress for a whiskey list, because as you know, I'm a, a big whiskey fan yes. at the moment, Yep. and she told me that, uh, we don't have one, but we have a lot, just tell me what you want. So already I'm a little like I'm a little suspect. Of course you are. You don't have a list. You're a very established place yeah. in Midtown Manhattan. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to smash these people. Gotcha. Um, and she's just doing her job. This is not a fault of hers. But you don't have a list. But you have a lot. Okay, I don't know what a lot means. I I have you know probably thirty bottles myself. Yep. So do you have that? I don't know. Anyway, moving on. So I said, what kind of American bourbons do you have? Now, now, already, by the way, I sound like a redundant asshole yeah. because in my yeah. heart of hearts, I know bourbons are American. Yeah. But I'm like giving it's her okay, an out. No, I'm no, like letting okay. her know. Yeah. American bourbon. Helping her. I got I'm, you. This is a help. This is an aid. Exactly. I'm basically giving her the, the materials on the test yeah, before she has to go it. back yeah. there and take it. Exactly. So, you know, I'm Joshua Levining the situation. Right. Um, so she lists out off the top of her head Jameson, Jack, Doers. That's whiskey, right? Mmm. That's whiskey, right, Aunt Tony? Mmm. That's whiskey, Tony? Mmm. Nope. Those three yeah. are whiskeys. Yeah. They are. Jameson, Jack, Doers. Tell me what's wrong with them. You wanted American bourbon, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Which Jameson? Name one of those that's an American bourbon. Oh, Jameson's definitely an American <laughs> bourbon. Any any bar you go to with a friend who doesn't know their shit. Orders American Jameson. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't work. Okay, what about what about Doers? Oh, I love Doers. <laughs> you love Doers. I White love label Doers. <laughs> love Doers. So you asked for American bourbon, and she lo- she listed Doers for you. Yep. Now what about what about Jack? What about Jack? A little a little Jack and Coke. What's wrong with Jack? You well, love your boy Jack. It's not yeah. Josh. Well, it's not Josh. It's not Josh, and yeah. it's and it's not Jim. It's not Jim. It's not Jim. But it's also it's also Tennessee Sour Mash. Yeah, it's not really what you were asking. It's for. not what I was asking for, and for having a lot. But she checked in with you though, right? She checked in with me. Yeah. I don't remember what I wound yeah. up getting, and that's not even the point of the story. The point of that super <sighs> exciting story is what was this that it in some part inspired the next game we we're about to play, a game we like to call. Two truths and a rye. So, I have put before Tony from the Bronx, famed whiskey aficionado. Right. I have put before him three bottles. Jack, Doers, 
and <laughs> Jameson. Jack Jameson. Jameson. Not. I have. I also have Duggan's Dew under my seat. Do you even have those, those bottles out. here? Do you nope. Even, yeah, I, I think so. I don't buy Jack. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah. I don't no. buy Jameson. No. no. Um, although there, there is supposedly, there's supposedly a big Irish whiskey um, implosion happening right now. They say that they're running out of Irish whiskey, or at least of the mash, and that there may be a run on it in like the next few months, and we might see prices skyrocket. I'm sure. Now, my theory is all of that is made up bullshit. Of course. Because they're not selling their sales high, the course. way that scotch is no way. and the way that bourbon now is. Because craft bourbon, which was once where you could get your real value, is becoming more and more elitist. Oh, facts. I mean, I can tell you now, my future <laughs> father-in-law has been buying about five bottles of scotch a week. Scotch sales out are all time high. Scotch, well, scotch I mean, is crazy. We just saw, what? We just saw a bottle of the Macallan go for, what, $62,000? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like so that? True. The most expensive bottle yes, ever sold at scotch, auction? Scotch, scotch, So Jameson, Jack, and Doers was no, offered so, to you. Wow, yeah. amazing. Well, I can tell you now, listeners... That's not we got what we a have lot here. better stuff That's than not that what we stuff have here. here. Not to knock on that. It's fine. Does the job. But we want better than does the job. So again, I put before Tony three bottles and three glasses. Okay? And the glasses are poured. He has no idea, nor do I. None. This is a double blind test. None. None. We have no idea what whiskey is in each glass. Now, I will tell you about the, the whiskeys themselves. We have... A $30 bourbon. We have a $40 rye. And we have an MSRP, that's management suggested retail priced bourbon, of $150. Yeah. That, that We've one's got a, a that 30, a 40, and 150. The challenge here is going to be. For Tony, as well as myself, again, double blind, to taste of these and decide which one is which, and also, blind taste, which one we prefer. Can I ask one question before you can we start? You can ask anything you want. He, he, has, he has not heard these rules before. No. He has no idea no, what's okay. happening. Go ahead. I'm, I'm speaking with a nice little giddy smile here okay. because I'm excited, obviously, to try these three. But yes. more importantly, I want to know... Knowing that you have about twenty to thirty bottles here, yes. How did you choose these three? Was it based off of some sort of coloration? No, nope, it was not based on coloration. Prices? So, uh, no, uh, price price had a factor, but I really, I really wanted quality. Okay. So in none of these are I, I don't expect you to get anything that's so off putting. Sure. That it would in any way give sway off. you yeah, or yeah, give yeah, yeah, or yeah. give I, away. I got you, I got you. Yeah. I mean, so full disclosure. So I think all of them are well matched, considering their differing prices and backgrounds. Yeah, and I want to, I want to say that I've, I've tried, possibly two of these. You've definitely tried two of them. I don't here know if I've tried the, the other ones. So it's going to be interesting for me to see if I can do this. You have not tried one of them. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm usually pretty confident. I'm not feeling all that confident right now. Verbal trademark, two truths and a rye, folks. Two Let's truths and a rye. Right. I've, I've Googled it. It is not out there. I can it start. I'm getting ready. You can start. He is now taking from the first glass. Okay. He's drinking. Well, he's he's taking in the color that, first. Yep. You've got you've to look at it like a fucking schmutz, you know, just like 
swirl it around in your hand and pretend you have any idea what you're doing. Why oh, he's getting I know stuck this. upside the head right now? I know this because I do it at bars and he makes fun of me. So yeah, I'm just you know, it's a, it's just full. I feel like here. I feel like you're doing a full zuger here. This is looking real snobby. Piece of shit. Okay, he just drank. He's taking it in. He's gonna talk about flavors while I take mine. Woo! That's got a nice little punch there, my friend. I like it. Uh, smooth intake. Mm-hmm. But then within a three seconds, you really, it packs the punch. Um, what notes are you getting? Hmm. Well, I'm getting a little bit of cherry. I'm getting a little bit of cherry. Um, you know what? It's a lot of cherry. There's a there's a sweet, but there's a spice. That's uh, it's that, yeah. sweet up front, and then it hits you, and then a little bit of spice and a long finish. Gorgeous finish. Love the finish. There's not much of a of a of a Kentucky mouth hug, no. as we call it. Like no. there's not a big burn, little burn. Enough though. Yeah, perfect. I think I already know which one that is. I'm not gonna reveal. I have he's an putting idea. It back, he's putting it back in place. I have an idea. Okay, we're going on to the second one. Just gonna put that one out there. I've had that one before. Okay. Oh, 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 he thinks he's had that one before. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think he has too. Yeah, I think he might be on to something. Pardon Damn. me. I'm just doing the Gabriel Zuber. He's good. He's good. Let me tell you, Smell folks. test. This really is, gets the aroma. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He would definitely get smacked upside of the head. Mm -hmm. You know what you would get for doing that in public? You'd get gills. Somebody would come out of nowhere. <laughs> Are you me? Of course. Somebody would come down from the South Bronx and give you fucking gills in Midtown Manhattan. Hey, this is super That's where smooth. they're coming at you. This one is super smooth. Okay, so we are tasting from the second one. That one's super smooth. Okay. I know what that one is. Okay. All right. Tasty. Tasty. You I know you know what that one is. Um, you don't even have to tell me. I'm fairly confident. We're good at this. Come on. I'm fairly confident. It it definitely has a corn background. I'm I'm mm. gonna say that much. I'm with you. I'm it. gonna say that much. I don't think I can hide that one. It is of course called Two Truths and a Rye. So yeah. if if you're not picking up, and by the way, while he tastes of the third one, I I want to lay out some uh, some characteristics of bourbon and rye that that folks at home might not know. So bourbons do have to be made on U.S. soil. They do have to be uh, a uh, uh, an American product, uh, make 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 American bourbon again, um, and they have to be uh, above fifty percent corn based. So it's a corn based liquor. Um, whereas rye, of course, the reverse has to have at least fifty percent rye and does not have to be made here in the states. No. In fact, many of the best ryes are made in Canada, where their rye game is fucking sick. Yeah. All right, so. Tony has tasted from the third. I, I taste third. now. I have I have an idea of which one's which. I definitely have an idea of which one's which. It is. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, I have an idea. It is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. He thinks he knows. I think I know. He thinks he knows. So how does this work? Do I place the glass in front of the bottle I believe it matches? No, you can just tell me verbally. And now we are also going to reveal the names of of the bottles in okay. question. So Tony is going to tell us which cup he thinks belongs to which bottle. Okay. Go ahead. I think the first one we tried is the pin hook straight rye whiskey. Okay. First one is the pin hook straight so rye whiskey. I think whiskey. that's the straight rye. I would agree with you there. Okay. Okay. Continue. I think that the second one we tried is the bourbon 
Okay. I think that's the There Michters. are two bourbons. I think it's the Michters. Okay, he thinks this is the Michters uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon yes. aged 10 years. Yes. So he thinks that's the big bottle. And I could be wrong. Last the last one. one, I think, is, of course, the aged 10 years bottled in Bond. So that's the Henry, Henry, McKenna. Henry McKenna. Henry McKenna. That's the Henry Henry McKenna. I don't know what accent that was. I, I don't was, know. I, but I, I, I was trying to go for Irish, and it went very south. The uh, the I can't I can't get Henry. Henry. I can't say Henry. Henry McKenna. Henry McKenna. Henry McKenna. You're getting there. I, I'm because I'm rolling my R's. Yeah. I'm so used to rolling R's yeah. instead well, of yesterday was a Puerto Rican parade. So. It was, wasn't you know, it? We'll get to yeah. that in a second. So big, my big choice event. is here. Can you tell tell me about what your thoughts are? So I have them. I have them mapped out the way that you have them. Okay, so we're on the same page. So you and I are in complete agreement here. Okay. Um, so how will we know if we're right? What What have we done? So so we have labeled again double blind test. We have labeled <laughs> the bottles on the bottom, and the cups, the glasses on the bottom. So we are now. I'm gonna lift and reveal. We're gonna reveal that yes, in fact, the. Uh, Yes, in fact, both of us got the uh, pinhook rye completely that wrong. That was the first glass, so it was wrong? Completely wrong. Oh, shit. Completely motherfucking wrong. Okay. Okay, that's how good we are at this, folks. Uh, the second one, Where's the McKenna. Where's Joshua Levine? I needed you. The McKenna also completely fucking wrong. Oh, for three? Wrong. These two are reversed. Wow. You and I both mistook the pinhook rye... For the McKenna 10-year bourbon. And we both got the Michters correct. All right, so we went one for three. Yeah, you're right. Okay. One for motherfucking three. That's scary. Welcome we're, to two truths and a rye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I tell you now, these bottles are really good at rye. You, you can't do much worse than that. Although I'm not sure you can do much better either. I don't think, I, can I we, think... Can we do worse? I think you can... Well, you could get all three wrong. Yeah, we could, but I mean, like... But I don't think you can I'd get... I'd much rather get all three wrong at this point. Can you get two right and still get one wrong? You can't get no. two... No, you have to get... <laughs> you, so wait, we've done almost the worst... <laughs> yeah. like, this is embarrassing. This, this is, is terrible. Sorry, listeners, this but really... This is really, can really we, Can terrible. we tell them what we're planning on doing in oh, the near future? Oh, you want to reveal? Okay, go for it. No? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so at the end of this month... We, do, we have a Dolcrans field trip. Yeah, and... I guess we need to do our homework first because it's really embarrassing. But uh, Gabriel and I were gonna head to uh, Kentucky. We're going to Bardstown. We're going to Bardstown in Lexington, and and uh, we're hit up and that trail, that historic yeah, bourbon trail. We are, and Frankfurt, yeah. and we're going to uh, to name some distilleries. We're going to Jim Beam. We're going to Buffalo Trace. We're going to Jameson too, right? We are absolutely not going to Jameson oh, at Tennessee right. Tower oh, Mash. She's going to be so upset. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Jameson, she's even be I'm so getting upset. them wrong. Come on. I got you there. <laughs> you got me. You I got one thing it right. on me. But you know what? Really, I mean, I got to be honest with you. Next time I'm here, I will do better than what I've done. Now, what's even, what's even funnier than, than both of us getting those wrong, and I, I, I will admit, I, 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 I had exactly the same yeah. beliefs as you did. I was kind of surprised. I was not, I was not just going along with it for the flow or for the fuck of it. Yeah. But what's really funny about it is when you tried the first one, you said, I, I know yeah. I've had this before. Yeah. And you motherfucking no. hadn't. No, I hadn't. Wow. You hadn't at all. The market's oversaturated. What can I say? They all taste. And then I think I think the other thing that we that we did was we confused the spiciness of the rye. 
for maybe like cheapness of a thirty dollar bottle. Well, the but price, that, the price didn't help. I knew the Michter's fucking McKenna. I well, we, we, we know we know yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We knew that one. Yeah. All right. So that was that, that was, was the first game. ever iteration of Two Truths and a Rye. So Again, good. verbal copyright trademark. So good. Uh, IP is in effect, full effect. And now we come to you with our our final uh, our final story for this episode of the Dull Crayons, uh, brought to you by the letter P, P as in pardon, and this one comes to us from, uh, it's from Alvira, Texas, is that, am I, am I, Al- Alverd, Alverd, Texas, am I saying this right? Yeah, it's North Texas town, Al- Alverd, yeah, AF, Fucking North ALF, Texas is that right? Yeah. 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 Alf. All right, Alf, Texas. Alf is from there. Alf is from there, and he'll eat your cat if you come around him. <laughs> so this is a the, the headline of this is a North Texas school. Well, they end birthday spankings what? after complaints, but parents defend the tradition. So a small town elementary school in North Texas has ended an unusual tradition: birthday spankings, after parent complaints. For the past eight years. Students have been called to Principal Bridget Williams' office at Alvord Elementary School, 50 miles northwest of Fort Worth, on their birthdays to receive a spank for each year. Each sweet year. That's an ad lib. They also get candy and a special pencil. In April, after two complaints about the practice, Williams sent a letter home to parents. Now... What do you think this letter home would be about? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. So parents are complaining. Dear families. Two two parents have complained. Yeah. And now a letter goes home. Is that letter, dear families, I I have heard it the has complaints come, out yeah. there. Yeah. It has come to it my has attention. It has come to my attention. Very good. Very good principal voice, Tony. It has come to my attention that some some parents do not appreciate this Some tradition. members of this community. Some members of the community. Because they're not, they're never going to no. isolate the no. students. They're never no. going to say some students are complaining because no. then they'd be admitted. And this has been a tradition no. that's been fine for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, some members yeah. of the community out there have questioned my methods. Woo. That's good, right? I have like questioned it. my methods, and I would like to come out, uh, you know, in advance of uh, the the mob, the fiery mob, yeah. right? And 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 state my my purpose. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Give us your mission. It's good. Good. So, let's hear what the letter actually said. Williams sent a letter home to parents saying that they could opt their children out of the spankings by sending a handwritten note to school. I mean, so it's Texas, right? So, each child has an opt-out clause. Like most like great professional athletes, you can opt out of your contract. Okay, so they right. have an opt-out clause for not getting spanked on their birthday? Right. Wow. They have an opt-out clause. Wow. Uh, the letter noted that students at the Weiss County School always had the option of getting a hug or a high five instead, but that only a handful made that choice. So apparently there was always a, a verbal contract, some kind of agreement, that I'm going to call you into my office, and this is when you and all your friends get your birthday spankings. But now you should know. Here, you know, here in front of whoever's around, that that instead of this, I could give you a hug. It's just one hug. It's well, not. It's not the ten birthday spankings five, you were gonna get. Or I could give you one high five, give you an elbow bump because maybe it's bump, flu yeah. season. That's true. Yeah. Um, 
But you know, you don't you don't want the embarrassment of that, do you? Like, yeah, you in front of your wanna, friends and teachers. Don't you want to just take your fucking birthday spankings like, mm. like a man, you fucking bitch? Like, mm. birthday don't you just want spankings. this? It was always an option. I always gave you an option. I, Bridget, Principal Bridget, always gave you the option. But, you know, you bitches want to complain about it? Fine. Your parents can write to me, handwritten. Why'd you turn on your pimp voice? <laughs> well, she's, she's fucking bare-ass spanking the children. I don't know that she's bare-ass yeah, spanking say, he went They didn't say it. It's Texas. It's fucking Texas. Anthony, we've all seen... Dazed and Confused. 100%. Takes place in Texas, no. probably Fort Worth for all I know. Right. What what does Ben Affleck do that entire movie in Dazed and Confused? He drives around beating the shit yep. out of middle school children's asses yep. with a huge fucking plank. He's you know, like a forty-year-old man in that movie, too. I'm just gonna play a little devil's advocate here. Because okay. you know, why not? Didn't you ever have birthday punches? Birthday punches, absolutely. So, like, wouldn't you say I that this never... is a step up from birthday punches? Birthday birthday punches really, I mean, left me marks. I was scared. I never, ever, never scared Tony, in the Bronx. received never birthday punches from a teacher or an administrator. In mm. fact, I'm pretty sure I was in classrooms where if, if a teacher even, like, waved at a child close enough to their face... You know, there would be screams of like, don't touch me. You can't legally touch me. Like, uh, yeah. I will fucking end you. So it sounds like these spankings that are occurring yeah. in North Texas yeah, in a classroom. Not something that you would want. You would opt for the high five or the hug. Is that was that what I'm getting from you? Or would you take your spankings like the man that you are and just go along with it? What would you do in this case? Seriously. Tony, there's there's no question in my mind. And I hadn't thought of it until you asked it, even given all the preparation that I take for oh, these yeah. episodes. That's my I've job read, here. I've read this article three times, and I never considered what I would do as the child. I only considered what I would do as the administrator yeah. or a teacher. Listeners, full disclosure, I only come here to make them as flustered <laughs> as I possibly can on the show. I can tell you exactly what I would do. I would not go to school on my birthday. Okay. So you, I would not you'd physically go to school opt on my birthday. out of the day. I would physically opt out of the day. Now, when now, now, I'll, I'll say this. I'll add this because I am, I am a little bitch at my core. At my core, I'm a little bitch and always have been. And I can recall in high school, we had to go through. We here in New York City, when I went to public high school, we had to go through a metal detector. But not only that, we had to swipe our ID card. Mm-hmm. And when you swiped your ID card on a regular day, nothing happened. Beep, you're yeah. in. When you swiped your card on your birthday. It would play the Beatles' Happy Birthday. Oh dear! So you would hear, no, 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 say it's your birthday. No, 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 it's my birthday too. And this to me, this to me enough was terrifying, wow. and I didn't want that attention. Yeah. In front of I didn't other know people. This. Wow, that's a yeah. great story. I'm sorry, I mean, I'm sorry to hear it from you in this crazy. sense, but I, now I didn't. Did I skip school for it? No, I didn't skip school yeah. for it. But it also wasn't physical abuse the way no. that I am gonna take spankings of any nature, lighthearted or not, as physical abuse. Um, this goes on. This is coming from the principal. Uh, no, yeah, this is coming from the principal's letter. When we celebrate each child and their special day, all parties are in the main office in front of the camera. There are no off-camera celebrations, 
and there are always other adults in the office celebrating with us all. Excellent. Just like all good orgies, you want other adults in there celebrating too, right? Or like any cam video. Invite R. Kelly, we're good to go. I'm I I am sort of expecting there to be some sort of market for this. I I mean, this video is up somewhere, right? These Uh, video, these the this this camera footage of children getting spanked in this office in front of other watching adults. Yeah, this is. Are they all wearing party hats? Fascinating. Are there lit candles somewhere? I. uh, I, Do people sit on cake? Just picture it. We watch. People have watched videos online yeah. for years now, decades even, yeah. of girls sitting on cake. Yeah. Is any of that happening here? I mean, unless they're getting spanked after they sat on the cake and said, okay, <laughs> I don't think so. I, don't I know mean, what's happening, but who knows? Listen, I wouldn't rule it out. Do parents get to watch the videos? Like, is this full transparency? If if, what are these yeah. videos for? If they're in favor of the spanking of the child on their birthday, then they probably could see it if they want to. Maybe, oh, listen, in 2018 now, in 2017, last year, let's say... Maybe they're watching phones? it back. You don't think phones maybe, are being Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe when they're maybe when they're 29, 30, they, they pull the video out and they say, remember this? This was when you were 11 and you got the fucking shit spanked out of you by your principal. Let's count. One, two, three. Three smacks. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like enough already. It, this, is, this is absurd. This is absurd. It is absurd. It is absurd. Bridget. I don't know. All right, so they they have ended it. So now uh, a number of parents told KTVT that they had supported the spanking. I think it's a fun tradition, said Lana Simmons, who has children at Albert Elementary. My kids love it. They always look forward to it. Another parent said, if it was a big deal to the kids, they would have brought it up way before now. Jessica Meter told the station. Oh, yeah, because all children, you know, talk all the time about their their abuses. And there's never been a child that's ever felt embarrassed or unsure of what to do when sexually molested. Let, all right, let, let's be professional for okay, one second. Okay, let's do it. Let's Let me ask it. this question. Do you believe, and you can answer it or you can choose not to, it's up to you. Do you believe that... The location of where this is taking place, it's a town, 1,400 people total, everyone knows everyone, has anything to do with the fact that this is actually going on. I mean, we just you just read a story in the Post about cheating on tests yeah. in New York City. Yeah. Would we ever hear about birthday spankings and how it's been accepted for the last eight years Absolutely in New York not. City? Okay. Absolutely not. So we're talking a small town in North Texas. Okay. What is it about the small town in North Texas that makes this okay? Unless now we know this is for a the tradition. Families, by the we way. know this is a tradition for eight years. That's yeah. all we know. Yeah. Unless I were under the assumption that all families in that town, all parents in that town, grew up in that town, and that they themselves went through the birthday spankings and came out the well-adjusted adults that they think themselves to be. Mm-hmm. And that they look back on this as fondly as they do their high school football days and think, well, that was the best time of my life. Yep. And I associate my birthday spankings with that, you know, at all. Then that's the only circumstance in which I would say, yes, then then this makes sense. That this is just a thing that this town has basically written into its blood, into its constitution, into its fucking veins. Yeah. But 
you know, if if there's anybody coming, you know, from from anywhere outside of that, right? If somebody marries into the town mm-hmm. in any way, I'd think they'd look at it and go, "Fuck are you the talking about?" Yeah. That's not even like backwards or like or like, you know, middle-aged or something, you know, yeah. like that's not even like archaic. That's nonsense. That's never been a thing. Yeah. It never should be a thing. I mean, we're talking 8 years, right? So that's 2010. Look, if if that's 2010, it's not that long ago. Also, if this is a thing that this administrator feels okay doing, uh, then shouldn't we have more stories about parents doing this at home? Oh, of course. I've never seen this in a video in a in no. a children's movie. <laughs> I've never seen this in an Adam Sandler movie. Nope. David Spade, any of those people I grew up with, you know, the grown-ups, you know. Nope. Just little baseball smack on the ass, go get them tiger, that's about it. I never even heard it in a in an Eddie Murphy routine. No. And he talks all the fucking time about getting his shit kicked in yeah. by his fucking yeah. relatives. Yeah. And he's never talking about it. Birthday spankings. Birthday spankings. Do you think they give one for good luck? I do think they give one for good luck. I also think they give fucking candy and a special pencil mm. afterwards because it's fucking sexual misconduct. And guess what, Bridget? You ain't getting a fucking pardon. Yeah. Now, this from the superintendent. Despite the support... Albert ISD's superintendent, Randy Brown, told the TV station the principal was ending the celebratory spankings because there were more important things to focus on. Fuck that noise, Randy. Randy, again, just own your shit. Just say, Bridget was misguided. She's taking a suspension. Paid. You can pay her. Fine. Yeah, throw her a bone. Yeah, throw her a bone. But she's taking a suspension to get her shit together. And she can come back when she's ready to talk like a fucking adult. Not when she's going to play this pansy bullshit of everybody's always liked it. And if kids had a complaint, wouldn't they have told me? No, you're the fucking principal, you stupid cunt. And no, I'm not going to apologize like Samantha B and say I was wrong. You're being a fucking idiot. Get your fucking head out of your ass. Can I ask one more serious question, and then I'm done with this? Please. If she ever hurt her hand while spanking, would she get workers' comp? <laughs> uh, flabbergasted. I'm just taking the air out of this. Flabbergasted. As you can see in here, I Gabriel can't. is so lit I right can't. now from the spanking. The, the, oh. ugh. Oh, he is just the beyond of, right now. The, how would I phrase this incident report? I, I pride myself on being able to write incident reports as though they were they were Shakespeare. Sure. You know, because it's it's very easy to write, you know, the child ran into the wall during gym. I don't I don't want to do that. I want to want to create a picture, you know, a, a thousand word story about why did they run into the wall, you know, and and really let parents and faculty know, well, they ran into the wall because of this deficit or that or this is what the situation was, the context, you know, blah blah blah. And I, I just, I can't even imagine what the incident report would look like if bruising were left. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it got to a point where it definitely had to. It had to have happened. Are they calling home? Does I mean, the principal the need to call though. home in that context? Right. Do the they need support. to call home or do they just assume that the child is going to go home well, and stand yeah. during dinner? Stand during dinner because they can't sit and that parents are just going to like laugh it off. And drink another Alamo beer. Because I'm assuming this is an episode of King of the Hill that I'm not 
aware of. I'm being punked right now, right? Well, you gave me this story just to just tough. to take the wind out of my sails. To be honest right? with you, we're not going to Kentucky. We're going to <laughs> Texas, Alberta, and we're going to be able to interview every single member. And well, in this case, and God forbid, if there really are children who are feeling victimized by this, but victims as well. In the case, because we are curious, we want to know what really went down, what started this tradition. How did this all come about? Hey, it's your birthday. I have the best idea. Here's hey, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. She I'm going to spank your ass here in the office. Oh. And we got cameras because you know it's your birthday. Hey, I love it. But you know what? I Really, like, where does one get the idea, okay, it's spanking time. Should we start with her own children? Is this a tradition that she started at home? That's what I thought. I, I can only assume that she was spanked Constantly as a child for her birthday. I mean, I don't know. Like, let's let's really dig deep in this when we go down there. We're gonna go visit. We're gonna go visit. It's done. It's a done deal. We haven't even addressed. Are you supposed to associate the spank with a good thing then? Because then, if your if your parents do spank you at home, aren't you wicked fucking confused when you throw a baseball through the window and your father spanks you? Are you like, is it my birthday? Do I get fucking candy after this? And then your dad's like, no. And the punishment is you didn't get candy. The punishment isn't that your ass is raw. Hey, it's confusing. What if you're a summer birthday? Like, I'm a, summer, I'm a July birthday. Do I get it in, like, January, my half birthday? Yeah. Uh, How does I, this work? I think they, I think, you know what? They line, summer birthday lineup? Summer birthday lineup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on June 10th, they line all the kids up outside the hallway of the principal's office. And they just do it like a fucking conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in, and that's when you know she wears she wears a glove on that day, and you got blow on your hand in between. It's like ba 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 ba. And the five fingers have the ass. Ba 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 ba. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's when that's when that workers' comp kicks in, because then she does that shit over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she wears? Judy, Judy, Judy in the front office. She knows how to write that one up special. That's the that's the June twentieth uh, workers comp write up. Here's your picture. They have that, it. That fucking thing is boilerplate. Okay, she just prints a new one out, changes the date on it every motherfucking year. She's got them predated for the next ten years. Okay. Only now, now all of them that file gets burned. That yeah. file never existed. They get high five when maybe maybe a hug. Are they still getting high fives and a hug? Doubtful. I think she's so resentful now. Doubtful. I think fucking Bridget bitch is so resentful now. She doesn't even say shit on their birthday. Nope. Their birthdays don't get announced on the PA. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. I don't think you're allowed to celebrate birthdays in in Alvarado, Texas or wherever the fuck this is anymore. Yeah, listen. Do your job. <laughs> do, do your, your job. fucking job. Do your job. Get your head out of your ass and do your job, Bridget. Uh, that's really, really gonna do it for us here on the Dull Crayons. I've been your host, Gabriel Zuger, along with my co-host for the day. Tony from the Bronx, hope you had a spanking time with us. And, uh, as always, we appreciate you. We, we love that you're out there listening to us. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We, we hope that you stand by our pardons. And, and as always, if you have disagreements or if you want to write in about your own pardons, you can write to us at, uh, Dull Crayons. Dull Crayons, that's D-U-L-L-C-R-A-Y-O-N-S dot com, uh, at gmail dot com, fucked it up, at gmail dot com, um, and you can also follow us on Twitter and on 
You can subscribe on iTunes, write us a review. Spread Do the love. all that good shit. Spread the love. Spread the word. Summertime. Kick it in. Let's go. Tell your kids. Uh, tell your kids to listen. Tell your hide, parents. Hide your wife. Hide your tell kids. your teachers. Hide your wife. Let them listen. And uh, yeah, put everybody on that shit. Again, put grandma on that shit. Grandma doesn't use her iTunes account, but we know she has one because she has to to listen to all that shit you make her listen to in her home. So uh, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, and join us again next time. And uh, yeah, we're yeah. good. Joshua Levine, check us out, kid. Come back. <laughs> to give you a pardon. Throw yeah. us one. Let's go. We're gonna have Joshua Levine on the podcast soon. Adam, go find him, Adam. See you next time. Good morning, boys and girls. Today we'll be learning all about Dull Crayon. <laughs>